ಯಶೋದಾನಂದನ ಭ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಯಶೋದಾನಂದನ ವ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಜಯ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ಯಶೋದಾನಂದನ ವ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹರೆ
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. जयोम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्रजाकाचार्य अस्तोतर श्री श्रीमद हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस ए सी भक्ति वेदांत जगत गुरु शिल प्रौपाद की जयोम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्रजाकाचार्य अस्तोतर श्री श्रीमद हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस 
श्री भक्ति सिद्धांत सरस्वती ठाकुर शिल प्रभुपाद की अनंत कोटि वैष्णवृंद की नाम आचार्य शिल हरिदास ठाकुर की जय प्रेम से कहो श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवास आदि गौर भक्त वृंद की जय श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण गोप गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंड राधा कुंड गिरी गोवर्धन की जय श्री वृंदावन धाम की जय नवदीप मायापुर धाम की जय जगन्नाथपुरी धाम की जय गंगा माई की जय जमुना माई की जय तुलसी महारानी की जय भक्ति देवी की जय साम वेत भक्त वृंद की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि बोल ऑल ग्लोरीज टू दसेंबल डिवोटिस हरे कृष्णा ऑल ग्लोरीज टू दसेंबल डिवोटिस हरे कृष्णा All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna all glories to guru and gauranga all glories to his divine grace AC Bhakti Vedanta Swami Shri Prabhupad ki jai So today we are reading from canto 7 the signs of god we are reading 13th chapter the behavior of perfect person and the verse number is 10 today अव्यक्तलिंग संन्यास व्यक्तर्थत मनसी बालवत सॉरी उन्मात बालवत कवि मुकवत आत्मानाम सह दृष्टिया दर्श दराशयेत नृणम अव्यक्तलिंगो व्यक्तार्थो मनीषी उन्मत बालवत कबीर मुकावद आत्मानाम सदृष्टिया दराशयेन्ृणाम अव्यक्तलिंगो व्यक्तार्थो मनीषी उन्मत बालवत कविर्मुकावद आत्मानाम सदृष्टिया दर्शयेन्ृणाम अव्यक्तलिंगो व्यक्तार्थो मनीषी उन्मत बालवत कविर्मुकावद आत्मानाम सदृष्टिया दर्शयेन्ृणाम अव्यक्तलिंग व्यक्तार्थो मनीषी उन्मत बालवत कविर्मुकवदात्म सदृश्या दर्शयेन्ृणाम अव्यक्तलिंग व्यक्तार्थो मनीषीये उन्मत बालवत कमीर मुखावदात्म सदृश्या दर्शयेन्ृणाम अव्यक्तलिंग व्यक्तार्थो मनीषी उन्मत बालवत अव्यक्तलिंगो व्यक्तार्थो मनीषी उन्मत बालवत कमीर मुखावदात्मा सदृश्या दर्शयेन्ृणाम अव्यक्तलिंगो व्यक्तार्थो मनीषीन्मत बालवत कमीर्मुखावदात्म 
सदृश्या दर्शयेन्द्रिण अव्यक्तलिंग सिम्टम ऑफ सन्यासा सॉरी अव्यक्तलिंगा सिम्टम्स ऑफ सन्यास आर अनमेनिफेस्टेड व्यक्तार्थ हुपज इज मेनिफेस्टेड मनीषी सच अ ग्रेट सेंटली पर्सन उन्मता रेस्टलेस बालवाद लाइक अ बॉय कवि अ ग्रेट पोएट और ऑरेटर मुकाबत लाइक अ डम मैन आत्मा नाम हिमसेल्फ स ही दृष्टिया बाय एग्जाम्पल दर्शयेद शुड प्रेजेंट नृणाम टू ह्यूमन सोसाइटी ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपोर्ट बाय हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस ए सी भक्त वेदांत स्वामीशील प्रभुपाद की Although a saintly person may not expose himself to the vision of human society by his behavior his purpose is disclosed to human society he should present himself like a restless child and although he is the greatest thoughtful orator he should present himself like a dumb man purport A great personality very much advanced in Krishna consciousness may not expose himself by the signs of a sanyasi to cover himself he may live like a restless child or a dumb person although he is the greatest orator or poet Om agyanati mirandasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay shri guruve nama श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीषूतले स्वयं दधाति स्वदातिक वंदेहम श्रीगुरुश्रीयुतपदकमल श्रीगुरून वैष्णवांश्रीप सागर जागण रघुनाथन्वीव साइत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यीराधाकृष्णपादलिताशाखान्वीता हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधु दीनबंधु जगतपते गोपेश गोपिकाकाधाका नमोस्तुते सप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी ऋषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वाछाकूभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर शिवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे सो इन दिस चैप्टर वी हैव बीन रीडिंग अबाउट the characteristics of sanyasis we have read about how sanyasis don't live in a place for a long time we read that they are completely dependent on mercy of krishna they are always thinking of krishna and they are always talking about krishna and we also saw that they have possessions of minimum objects they live bare minimum and in the last verse we saw that they may or may not have the the symbols of sanyas which are trident and kamandalu they may or they may not carry those those symbols of sanyas but what is it then that is mentioned here you know we are talking about the behavior of perfect person the title itself is behavior but when we read the verse here it is talking about restless it's talking about dumb it does not make sense when we think of somebody who is perfect 
we usually mean they are well dressed they are well behaved they know according to time place circumstances how to behave they know what to talk what not to talk but here we are seeing sanyasi one of the highest order of life and then here it is presented as saying they are like restless they are like dumb they don't talk or they they talk or they are not they are not they appear to be not intelligent so why is it described that then why are we discussing about perfect person when this all these qualities we are seeing here are not are far from being what a perfect person is actually it is very very difficult to understand the activities of great saintly people they are not ordinary people what is happening with them what they are feeling what they are experiencing is far far beyond from what we know what we see and what externally it appears even in bhagavad gita it is said you know that what is time for um, uh, what is night for all beings is time for awakening of the self controlled and what is time of awakening for all beings is the night for introspective stage so opposite behavior like few years back uh we were coming to the temple for mangla aarti and there were people who were just finishing their party and going to sleep so it's opposite what appears ordinary or routine for general people does not apply to devotees there is also in chaitanya charitamrit there is a saying which says vaishnava kriya mudra vigneha na bujayate so what appears to be normal what activities a vaishnava performs are far beyond ordinary they are far beyond the routine and that is why what the activities they do they may externally seem like they are behaving restlessly they are behaving like a dumb person but internally they are connected with the ultimate source of pleasure they are connected with krishna and that is why externally their activities they appear to normal people like strange like weird sometimes they say weird but actually they are in deep trance they are in deep pleasure and in connection with krishna so why why are they behaving like this why then you know when they are so much one reason is they are so much internalized they are so much happy internally that they don't even realize what is happening to their behavior outside what they are experiencing what they are saying when the devotees when there is a chapter in nectar of devotion which describes the symptoms of ecstatic love you know it is said you know how the they cry they laugh they run like a mad person their eyes roll up you know there are symptoms like the limbs become long the body becomes you know their teeth fall out all the symptoms are explained and when you know some time back this is very long time back actually when um, um, bhakti purushottam swami was giving a lecture on uh, you know there are nine stages of devotional service shraddha to prema and when he was describing the stage of bhava and prema and he was describing all the symptoms somebody asked him a question you know they said nan a very nice class maharaj but somebody at the end said do we also have to go through this we will also look like this you know like the symptoms of ecstatic love that they were described they felt a bit surprised and shocked but actually that is what everybody goes through these was as, as we progress in krishna consciousness as the stage of maturity comes those symptoms do manifest it's not something that one has to put effort to so devotees who are far advanced in krishna consciousness they are experiencing these symptoms and it's not that they are trying to look strange or weird but it happens automatically and the other reason why they behave like that is to keep the worldly people at a bay normally when you know people see a saintly person when they see there is a sadhu around normally what they do is oh swami ji give me this swami ji bless me my family my this that my business grows and prospers so saintly people are not interested in this worldly affairs and that is why they keep themselves aloof of general mass of people so they are not bothered so they are not disturbed with these kind of things there was a time prabhupad was traveling in a train with his disciples and somebody comes and says so, you know swami ji give me this give me that something like that he comes and says and then prabhupad says and points at his disciples and says i bless you you become like that and immediately the person became so scared he said oh, okay thank you thank you swami ji and he left 
So this is what happens. Saintly people, they exactly know. They want to give the best, but it's, it's the people who do not want to receive the best and that is why it does not make sense to them. That is why it appears like they are dumb, they are, you know, they are childlike and restless. Actually, when here it is said dumb, it means two things. It means one who appears to be not intelligent and one who does not speak. So if we speak of silence, silence is also a big virtue. Bhagavad Gita, Krishna actually says that silence or gravity is the austerity of mind. It's a very uh, natural tendency. People have to speak. People want to glorify about themselves, their activities, what they are doing, where they are working. Speaking, the tongue, it says, is the most uncontrolled sense organ. And when somebody is trying to practice spiritual life, the first thing that is to be controlled is sense of talking, the tongue. One is speech and of course the other one is diet, prashadam. But silence is actually very, very important in spiritual life. There are few types of silence. You know, somebody is just angry, like a child. I'm not going to talk to you, like, you know, they, they do that. Somebody is angry, they don't want to talk. Then silence can be, some people practice silence to, you know, to be more focused on the inner self. Like one of the, uh, the one who are practicing some yogas, mystic yogas, they also practice silence. There are people who become, who don't talk at all. And they try to achieve some siddhis. There are some kinds of, there was Moni Baba and there are so many people like that who try to achieve some siddhis by not talking. And then there is the ultimate silence. Prabhupada says, preaching. And what is that? Preaching means we are talking, we have to talk, right? But preaching means to talk whatever is Krishna conscious. Nothing else. And that is the highest form of silence, preaching, which Prabhupada practiced. If we see his life, if we see, you know, how he conducted his, uh, his life, his routine, every single activity is Krishna conscious. Every single word he speaks is Krishna conscious. His interactions are always with devotees. And that is the highest silence that he practiced, only talks related to Krishna. And this is, the, this is what silences and this is what dumb means you only talk what is relevant to krishna consciousness Prabhupada's life is an example whatever he wrote everything about krishna whatever he spoke bhagavatam class chanting morning walks even sometimes you know he just saw the mundane buildings he was seeing that in relation to Krishna. Those traffic, you know, here in Melbourne itself, Prabhupada said, you know, he was, he was seeing all people traveling at full speed in the cars. And he had a tear in his eye, like, you know, he's seeing the cars, but he's thinking from a spiritual perspective that all these people running here and there, they have no realization of Krishna. And this is, this is what the greatest silence is. This is what, what, he, what a pure devotees feel. There are other examples we have of devotees or acharyas who seemingly acted like they don't know, they don't care, but they were actually very deep in, in their trance. We have example of Gaur Das Babaji. Gaur Das Babaji, he was so elevated, so advanced in Krishna consciousness that he, he did not even have clothes. On Ganges, you know, when there is a dead body, they used to cover with all that. He used that to cover himself. Very bare minimum, very basic. And he was so advanced, people used to come and bother him for this and that. And what he did rather? He went and sat in a place where people passed stool. How abominable that place is. But he did not care of that. He just went and sat there so people would not disturb him. And then people used to still come and bother and say, Babaji, let me make you a big temple. Why you are sitting in such a filthy place? And he said, Hare Krishna, no more, no more. I don't want anything. This is good enough for me. To such an extent that his only disciple, Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati Thakur, he had to literally beg. 
and he said if you don't give me initiation i'll commit suicide in this and then when he saw the sincerity then he gave initiation to bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur you know that chaitanya mahaprabhu says na dhanam na janam na sundarim complete truth and embodiment of that statement no followers i don't want any wealth i don't want anything but always absorbed in the ecstasy of krishna consciousness then we also have bhakti vinod thakur although he was a very externally a very uh, he was he was a district magistrate a very high position in in the british government is one of that is the highest anyone can go although externally he was dealing with all these people who are materialistic who are so much absorbed in you know british government and this and that but his majority of his time was spent in krishna consciousness he was so much wanted by the british government that you know even now if we go there is a there is a trail line the british government said no we want you so because he was so effective so efficient in his work that you know some days of work he used to finish in 5 or 6 hours so british actually laid a train line right outside his home so that you know he could come to the work so even though he is so much externally appearing like you know very accomplished successful man in in material terms but internally he is always always writing books chanting he actually wrote a prayer it's called kabe habe bolo sayidi namar and in that he says kabe kabe navadvipe surandhuni tate gora nityananda bole nishkapate nachiya gaiya beraibe chute batulera paya chariya bichara it means when we like give up all thought of the world and society to run like a madman along the banks of ganges in navadweep singing and dancing and sincerely calling out the names of gora and nityananda such a highly soft after man he is praying to become a madman what a contradiction you know he is the most sane man according to worldly eyes but he does not want that he is rather wanting to become mad with the love of god mad man running calling nityananda and singing and dancing this is the qualities of these are the qualities of pure devotees this is what they aspire and hanker for one side he is most successful materialist other side he wants this he does not want that he wants this he wants to become a madman in the love of god and this is what we all should also aspire for and we all this is the aim of life what is the other example we have from scripture we have read about jad bharata the name itself says jad jad means somebody who does not have lot of intelligence somebody who's who's very uh, inert who does not know who's who's not very intelligent we all know the glorious history of bharat maharaj Bharat Maharaj was on the stage of bhava bhakti but somehow due to unfor um, some unfortunate circumstances he then fell down had a dear body but then he realized what he had lost and that is why he started he was behaving like a jad bharat jad means somebody who does not care he actually you know people would not understand his qualities they would just you know they would ask him to be a scarecrow in villages in india there is something like that you know somebody just to scare the birds away it's called a scarecrow so they used to actually make him stand in the fields just to scare scare away all the birds they they did not care for you know even though he was born in brahmin family he did not care for external like you know going through all the rituals and his father was trying to teach him vedanta but he did not even his own brothers used to mock him make fun of him and they say this is a gone case this is a hopeless case they said there is nothing we can do and then people used to get him to do odd chores like you know farming and when they are trying to give him food they give him the discarded grains not even proper grains like something that is discarded but he never complained he was completely in his sync with the supreme lord completely in love with the god 
and he did not he did not complain of his circumstances he rather continued he pursued he just lived like that and one day you know they somebody called him like he is tall he is healthy like strong built so there there is a king somehow he, he wanted to go on a palanquin so there were four people need there are four people needed for it one was missing so they called him jarbharat and he was carrying and then you know he was sort of he was moving like like you know the king did not have a smooth ride it was sort of like jarbharat was moving in a funny way and the king is like what's happening and everybody is like hey this this jarbharat you know he doesn't know what he is doing he's just you know and they are like okay one ex one like okay he is not intelligent and then again and again and then king had to say something that you know you you do you know who you are carrying i am king i am the representative of supreme personality of god and you are carrying like that and then jad bharat spoke he spoke about the highest philosophy and he spoke and then the king immediately offered his respect and and said i'm sorry i didn't realize who you are and that is what this verse exactly says Although saintly person may not expose himself to the vision of human society but by his behavior his purpose is disclosed as soon as he spoke the king knew because he was not an ordinary king himself the king those days are raj rishi so he knew he knew the mistake he was committing and immediately offered obeisance and this is what it means ordinarily people thought him to be a stupid unintelligent fellow but he is not that what he was seeing but as soon as he opened his mouth everybody knew what is happening who what kind of person he is it is also said you know uh, a person may be posing themselves very intelligent but as soon as they open their mouth everybody knows how much you know in in hindi they say kitne pani mein hai how much you know how much he is like you know what he is people know once once he becomes once he opens their mouth so this is about jad bharat silence practiced in a very um, extreme way then we also have another example of rishabdev rishabdev is is one of the incarnations of personality of godhead there are so many chap there are so many wonderful instructions rishabdev gave in fifth canto we all have read that he gave to his 100 sons and uh, rishabdev's oldest son was bharat maharaj whose past time we just discussed so rishabdev after giving instructions to his children he actually you know became overwhelmed with ecstasy and even though he was still in his kingdom started behaving like a madman laughing running talking his head hair are all like you know like all all uh, all, uh, all over the place not caring anything and then finally after bharat maharaj was installed as king he left the kingdom and when he left the kingdom he used to move around and you know generally when there is somebody strange appearing everybody wants to look oh what is he doing what is what how is and he was so bizarre to people that people used to actually think he is mad and they used to harass him in so many ways they used to throw stones at him they used to pass urine on him they used to actually pass air on him they used to do all the nasty kind of things to him on the rather than taking any offense rather than you know doing anything what did rishabdev think he thought he was agonizing people he was causing disturbance to the people he was practicing the highest form of yoga but to the ordinary world he appeared like madman and they actually behave like that with him but what is he thinking he is supreme personality of god and he does not mind people doing all these things to him what is rather he thinking what is rather he feeling he rather feels he is cause of disturbance for the people and then what he did he just sat in one place like a python sitting in one place eating in one place passing stool and urine in the same place and his stool and urine not were not like ordinary people they were fragrant up to 80 miles because he is none other than supreme personality of god and himself and that is the beauty of people that is the beauty of devotees that is the beauty of god krishna himself that nothing about him is ordinary everything is extraordinary and he was so much 
disassociated or not attached to his body that when there was forest fire he easily gave up his body like you know when there is forest fire we see here a lot of bush fires people run animals run whoever can they just try to run but he saw this huge forest fire and he rather said this is opportunity and he gave up his body so much unassociated with body so much in sync with personality of Godhead himself. Then we have example of Shukadev Goswami. Shukadev Goswami, when uh, after so many years of staying in mother's womb, when he came out, he immediately ran. No clothes, nothing, he had long hairs. But he, he was a spiritually awakened person and people could see that. People could realize that. So when he passed through a place in India, there are separate bathing ghat for men and women. So when he ran from home, he even passed those places where women were bathing. But they did not feel shy, they did not feel ashamed or anything. They did not feel the need to cover because they knew this, is, this person, his personality is different. But when Vyasdev, who was following him, you know, when he came, everybody is feeling shy. So this is, this is the effect of people who are highly advanced. He was just moving around village to village just like that. And people like women and you know, children used to follow him. Follow Shukdev Goswami wherever he was going. And people used to just follow him, follow him, follow him. And they used to think, oh, what a strange person he is. You know, he's not wearing clothes. He's having long hairs. And... But he was completely peaceful, completely... Uh, Krishna conscious doing his uh, internalizing and thing completely you know in inner peace and then when he arrived at the assembly where all the sages were gathered he immediately went and sat on Vyasasana and everybody realized oh this person is different and all those women and children who were following him they just went away this is what happens then we have example of Lord Shiva Lord Shiva, where does he live? Live in Smashan crematorium. What does he, you know, put on? He puts on the dust of all that dead bodies and ashes and everything. And what does he wear as a garland? Skulls. I mean, how awkward this is. Wearing this, this kind of horrible appearance, this kind of weird looking. But why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? Because he is deep in meditation, he is meditating on Lord Sankarshan. He is deeply absorbed in that, doesn't want to be disturbed by worldly-minded people. Even great elevated personalities like Daksh Prajapati, he did not understand what is the personality of Lord Shiva like. And he thought he's probably, you know, uh, married his daughter to a wrong person. So much so we have seen the whole pastime. That, you know, Sati had to give up her body and everything, we have seen all that. And that is what happens. They are, not, they are not visible to the ordinary people. Their qualities, the, because for them the norm is, you know, saintly person, elevated devotee, they have certain norms. But for pure, advanced, elevated devotees, those norms don't apply. Then another example, we have Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was initially uh, like a very big pandita. But when he went to Gaya and when after for uh, doing the pinda of his father, and when he came back, he was behaving very differently. Mother Sachi, she was waiting eagerly. When will my son come back? When will my son come back? But when the son came back, she was very much like, what happened to my son? You know, he's not behaving normal. He's behaving, he's crying, he's laughing, he's keeping up at night. What is happening? She even started, you know, asking people for some advice. Everybody around also could see he is different. So everybody said, oh, he's got some gas problem, some vayu problem. You give him co tender coconut, he'll be fine. And Sachi Mata gave him tender coconut, nothing is happening. And then they call the doctor, the vayu, nothing is happening. He's also saying he's not, there's no disease in his body. But he behaved very, very, very different. So while coming back from Gaya, he had darshan of Mukunda, Krishna. 
saw Krishna's beautiful form, flute, beautiful dhoti. And when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw that form and started running towards, Krishna disappeared. And in that mood of separation from his beloved Lord Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started having those ecstatic symptoms. He started feeling that love in separation. That was the starting of the whole, uh, all other pastimes. We saw there are so many pastimes when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas. He was in Varanasi and Varanasi is the hub, the, the, the center where all the Mayavadis are there. And somehow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is also sannyasi and people don't respect him as much as Mayavadi sannyasis. And his disciples, Tapan Mishra and there, there were others, they felt very bad. They felt like, why is our Lord not respected? They, they, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had nothing to prove. He had nothing, absolutely no desire. But just because his devotees were upset or they were not happy that, you know, the Lord is not respected in, they are not seeing the true value of Lord. So that is why they said, Lord, please, can you, can you, you know, defeat these Mayavadis? And the Lord, feeling obliged to his devotees, did that. The Lord went in the assembly headed by Prakash Anand Saraswati. And, you know, there is a place where you wash your feet. So all these Mayavadi sannyasis, they are sitting on big, big Vyasasan. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat down there where they were washing the feet. And Prakashanand Saraswati was surprised. He was surprised that, you know, why is this person sitting there? He's, he's one of us. And he said, please come. He said, no, no, this is a place fit for me. And then there was spiritual discourse. He said, uh, why, why you are always singing and dancing? That is not the routine sannyasi behavior. Sannyasis, they are supposed to, you know, they study Vedanta and they have Kamandaluka and this and that. Why you are not behaving like that? And what did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu say? He said, my guru taught me to be a fool and he just said, chant Hare Krishna. But Prakashanan Saraswati knew he is not talking to a fool. He knew how famous Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was. He was known as Nimai Pandit. Everybody knew of his glories, knew such a scholarly gra grammar. Uh, gra he was a scholar in Sanskrit grammar, which is one of the hardest topics. And then they had discourse. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then he spoke. When he spoke, he defeated all the Mayavadis by his action. First, he, he tried to understand what they are saying. He first understood. Normally, when we have preaching opportunity, we just go and give sit, give lecture. But here, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is doing opposite. What did he do with Sarvabhom Bhattacharya? Seven days, Sarvabhom Bhattacharya is just speaking Vedanta, Atmaram verse, this, that, so much. He is just silent. Dumb. So much so that, uh, you know, Sarvabhum Bhattacharya is thinking, did you even understand what I'm saying? And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu opened his mouth. So this is how, this is the technique of preaching Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is teaching us. We first empty them, you know. We first empty them. We know what their philosophy is. And then we speak. And when he spoke, such a great extent, all, the, all those uh, uh, Vaishnava, all the Mayavadi uh, sannyasis in Varanasi, Sarvabhom Bhattacharya, they all became Vaishnava devotees. Even before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you know, even then when he was, uh, we all know about the incident of Keshav Kashmiri, even then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did the same. He first allowed him to speak. Keshav Kashmiri, a very scholarly pandit. He dhar 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 composed hundred verses in Sanskrit about river Ganges. Just kept on speaking, speaking, speaking. Every, everything is spoken and then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, actually this place, this here is the problem. Such a great example he is setting for us. 
how to you know see what people like you know assess the waters you are in before you actually start swimming so this is what chaitanya mahaprabhu is teaching us and we also have example of nityanand prabhu nityanand prabhu is completely different chaitanya mahaprabhu took sanyas and uh, nityanand prabhu he is wearing silk clothes he is also behaving like you know dan chanting dancing he behaved in a very very different way he was given the name avadhut avadhut means somebody who is beyond scriptural rules and regulations he was so much so uh, singing dancing chanting sometimes you know hitting hitting devotees in in out of ecstasy not like out of any troubles sometimes you know there were there were incidents where devotees used to feed them like a small child they used to feed him with their own hands but internally he is always in mood of love with krishna and separation from krishna that is that is that is his and that so much so that he was called the name of dut so now what does this mean for us should we also become like mad people should we also give up you know don't dress properly hair like that does how does that this all these things we have we just discussed about great personalities give up our home start living in crematorium graveyard something like that how does this apply to us the first thing that we have to learn from all this is what rupa goswami says in nectar of instruction vacho vegam control of speech that is the very first instruction in nectar of instruction that we must speak only krishna katha the example we have we have seen in nectar of instruction is when the toad is croaking he is thinking i'm singing very nice but actually it is inviting death similarly unnecessary talking also invites death you know we talk 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 and suddenly boop one day gone finish so rather than that if we become vacho vegam then manasa krodh vegam so there is there, there is, it is said that uh, tongue belly and genitals fall in line so it starts with the tongue so if tongue is controlled belly is controlled belly is controlled genitals are controlled and this is how we become how uh, it says he can make disciples all over the world this is how we become effective efficient preachers and that is the perfection of silence that is the perfection of silence to speak about krishna katha we'll see what prabhupad has to say this is from shrimad bhagavatam 3.24.71 uh, translation and purport silence means talking only of krishna katha this is the silence of maharaj amrisha savai mana krishna padara vindayor vachamsi vaikuntha gunanu varnane king amrisha always fixed his mind on the lotus feet of lord and talked of him only shrimad bhagavatam 9.4.19 we should also take this opportunity in life to become as good and as great great saint simply by not talking unnecessarily with unwanted persons we should either talk of krishna or chant krishna undeviantly hari krishna thank you very much shila prabhupad ki jai any questions any comments Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you for the class and uh, so many nice examples. Um, on the other side, I was thinking about what Prabhupada taught because he was the most advanced devotee as a Paramahamsa. Uh, how he behaved and how he and what he taught in this regard. So, you want to comment on that, please? Thank you. So, uh, there are many places where Prabhupada has said that. Uh, there are very many mayavadi philosophers who say silence and they have a slate they write their thoughts on that slate but prabhupad said that is useless because the mind is still going on that form of silence is never never appreciated so that is one point and prabhupad in his life he has always prabhupad in his life he has always practiced 
he has practiced gravity to such an extent that sometimes he used to not speak at all. And whenever he used to speak, he used to always speak of Krishna Gatha. And that, that, that examples that we saw about this person who was asking for his blessings and he said, you know, uh, I bless you, you become like that. So he, this is how he did. He never, uh, when he was walking in the streets of New York, people used to just be attracted by his saintly character. And then that's how people came to him and that's how the whole movement started. So he was quiet, he was just walking on the streets of New York and we have the example of Howard Wheeler who then later became Hayagriva Maharaj and they all... So this is how he attracted, even then he was practicing silence. But his main, main silence that he preached was spreading Krishna consciousness all over the world. That is the biggest silence, that is the biggest... Uh, uh, preaching is, is the way that he spoke only of Krishna Katha and that is how he spread the movement around the world. And that is how one practices, uh, san that is the qualities of a sannyas. In, in Kaliuga, sannyas means preaching and that's what he did. He went around the world speaking of Krishna Katha. Uh, and also, as Prabhu said, dress before I dress. Yes. So it is also very important because yes. he never presented himself or he didn't want any of his followers to present in this fashion as it is mentioned so yes. that is also something to yes consider <laughs> thank you sir thank you thank you just a comment uh, um, the great personalities uh, uh, they switch the roles also that's what i my relation when to speak when when to withdraw and going by the example of uh, Jada Bharat, he was about to be killed also at one point of time. Mm. And then still he did not uh, choose to speak nor preach because he knew and the recipient is at a different level. But uh, going forward in the story, um, he chose to sp uh, instruct uh, King Raugana because he knew exactly that the recipient is at a, you know, he, he, can, he can receive the knowledge. Yes. So, Jadabharat takes the silence to its climax by speaking to Rahugana. That's what my relation. Thank you, bro. So, now, I think the previous question covered uh, about Srila Prabhupada, especially when you were discussing about Gaurkishwar Das Babaji and some other personalities, their behavior. But then when we see Srila Prabhupada's behavior, I mean, not just silence aspect, but in general, because this verse is talking about um, the behavior. So how do we see that, uh, like the application, personal application, what Srila Prabhupada has implemented? How is it different than the personality we read or we heard now? There, is, there are two things following, there is Anukaran and Anusaran. We always follow in the footsteps of Acharyas, but we don't do exactly what they did. In the sense, what I mean is, this, this level of the Gorkeshwardas, Babaji and Acharyas that we just saw, it is not artificially imposed. It's a natural state. They are so much in love of God that the external does not matter to them. It's not they are pretending. It's not that they are, they are making themselves like that. You know, I do this to attract cheap attention. I don't become somebody who is trying to bring people close to me. Rather, they are so much in love with the God that they are doing this so that they are away from general mass of people. And when it comes to us, we first follow what we follow the instructions they gave us for regulative principles, chanting 16 rounds. And once we advance, that state will come automatically. We don't have to uh, be, be okay, these are examples. I also go to these places and live. Rather, we practice in a way which is recommended for this day and age. Talk about Krishna, do follow your regulative principles, and that way, even so, if the love of Godhead becomes active or one is achieved that love of God, they may start behaving this, then it's a different thing. But not blindly follow that, okay, Gaurakishwadas Babaji did that, I should do that. Because that will only lead to frustration and per person will not be able to sustain for long. 
Okay, thank you. And I could be having a... Yeah, I think, yeah, the question is covered. Yeah, thank you. Hare Krishna Mataji, thank you for the nice class. Mataji and this verse mentioned in how you explain that saintly persons they were very advanced, they act like a madman. They don't know they don't like uh, know what's their external. So Mataji with Prashila Prabhupada says in one of his lectures that uh, to his devotees that we should first be a, lay, a proper lady or a gentleman before we become a devotee. And he also mentioned that we, the, we should dress nicely according to time, place and circumstances so that it can be easy to preach. So how can we understand this point? What Prabhupada has given us is fitting this day and age. If somebody comes who is very advanced, not dressed properly, you think this person is a mad person, isn't he? Even to Rishabdev, they were throwing stones and all. They did not understand his mood. So that's what, like Prabhu said, first dress, then address. So one is properly dressed, one is properly be behaved. Then people will be curious, oh, what is it that you are practicing? And then they come and ask those questions. What, this, what we discussed in this verse, it comes at a much, much, much later stage when one is advanced in Krishna consciousness. And sometimes even preachers come down to this level. Prabhupada is such an advanced devotee, sometimes he has been in ecstasy also. But he just to show us, just because this, this day and age preaching is the most important mission, just to show us, he came to this platform, he showed us and that's why he gave this. Because unless we are properly dressed, unless we speak, we are nicely behaved, nobody is going to listen to us. This happens in way much advanced stage. There is, there is this, this stage called, uh, there are devotees called Bhajan Anandi, which means they are satisfied in their bhajan. Gorkishodas Babaji was one of them. He is very satisfied in his bhajan. And that is why, you know, when uh, he did that, he's, he's, he doesn't want to be bothered. But for us, we have to go out there, make the whole world Krishna conscious. That's a mission Prabhupada gave us. And for that, we dress accordingly, we speak accordingly, we, we behave accordingly. All this, all this we discussed here, it comes automatically at a certain level of advancement. When you are so much detached from the external, that you behave like dumb or you appear like dumb. Okay? Thank you, Matthew. Because if you now, if you act like dumb, nobody is going to listen to you, isn't it? Right? So that is the whole point. Right? Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Uh, one has to qualify reading the Vedas, all that, or a spark comes into their mind about the Krishna consciousness and then they become sannyasi and then later on they read the Vedas. Prabhupada has given us so many books, Srimad Bhagavatam, which is Vedanta or the essence of all Vedas. There is Vedanta, then there is Chaitanya Chaitami, there are so many books. But what you're saying is, does one become sannyasi by reading Vedas or the spark of Krishna consciousness? That's your question, right? Actually, what happens is, this is something, it's not a switch on and off, there is a spark. Every person has got a spark of Krishna consciousness in them. Everybody has Krishna consciousness. It is not that sannyas is just a dress or it's, it's a designation. Somebody who is practicing Krishna consciousness, they are as good as, as you know, they are as good as a sannyasi. Prabhupada said, his householders, you know, when, when he started the movement to, in London, he did not send any sannyasis. He sent somebody who are grihasthas, three married couples he sent. And they are the ones who spread the movement of Krishna consciousness. So sannyas, the purpose of sannyas is to spread Krishna consciousness. So if you are doing that in your current position, sannyas may not be relevant for you. But there are those who have dedicated their life completely, who are in that process, then they become sannyasis eventually. But having said this, it's, it's not about the designation, it's not about the upadhi, it's not about the title, oh I am a sannyasi. Everybody who is empowered to preach Krishna consciousness, they, 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 that is what we want. The title sannyasi, grihastha, vanaprastha, all that does not matter. That spark is there in all of us. 
it's just how we activate that how we channelize and become krishna conscious so that we become more and more advanced in this krishna consciousness and if if it happens that you know you are you become a you get an opportunity and you become sannyasi well and good but that's not what we are striving for here the goal here is to become krishna conscious and once that goal is achieved then you know then the title designation all that if 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 there is opportunity you accept it if not then it's fine make sense shila prabhupad ki jai granth raj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai